2: put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: All right, 1 o'clock hour. It's Cody and Gold here on a Monday. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Short with you. Two hours into the legal tampering window in the NFL. Free agency doesn't technically begin till Wednesday, but plenty of moves in the NFL. We'll get you caught up on the ones around the league, but there's a few things that could directly impact Kansas City. We mentioned right before the break that uh, Ari Mirov reporting that former now Chiefs right tackle Andrew Wiley plans to sign a three-year, twenty-four million dollar deal with the Washington Commanders. He's going to join Eric Bieniemy's offense there in D.C. And you and I had mentioned we would have been fine with that contract in Kansas City, but we we know now. Okay, void at right tackle, number one. So in-house options. It was in 2021 before an injury where you had Lucas Niang as your right tackle. That was the plan at one point. It's just... Yeah, Wiley didn't win. Remember, we went over this whole thing. We had a big fight
0: about whether he won the job. Like, he didn't win anything. The guy who had the job got hurt, and then Andrew Wiley was the right tackle.
1: And he took over in 2021 and then never got rid of the job, though. Niang wasn't able to bounce back from the patellar tendon or whatever it was, injury. So Niang and Kennard are seemingly the in-house options at right tackle. Then you have, of course, left tackle, where right now... Orlando Brown Jr. is pending free. You know, can be a free with agent. You, can, yeah, you can negotiate with anybody. Aaron Wilson at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL just sent out a tweet during the break. It said Texans Pro Bowl left tackle Laramie Tunzel has been discussed in potential trade scenarios with the Chiefs. According to league sources, he went on to say fluid situation on whether it happens. However, Chiefs potentially retaining Orlando Brown Jr. has not been ruled out by the Chiefs. Per a source, and we knew that last part—that is—that it's been clear that they haven't fully ruled it out. Laramie Tunsil was like a dream scenario we laid out back in November. It actually involved the time them tagging Orlando Brown Jr., trading him somewhere, getting compensation, and then already having a trade in place for Tunsil. Now we know the tag and trade thing's not on the table. Yeah, you're gonna have to give up hefty compensation through the draft, Cody you're going to have to give him a huge deal. The difference is, what is our big issue with Orlando Brown Jr.? It's that he wants to be paid like the number one, two, or three left tackle, and he's, he's not. not. Laramie Tunzel's going to want to be paid like the number one, number two, number three left tackle, but he is. That's the difference here.
0: To me, like the way this lays out, I don't know, and maybe we're just, this probably depends on how highly you think of Orlando Brown Jr. I'd rather give it the pick and pay Tunsil. And you're saying, because, like, look, there's a balance, right? Because we're saying one guy wants to be paid like a top three left tackle and is. One guy wants to be paid like a top three left tackle and isn't. But the other guy costs you draft pick compensation and the money. Sure. But if I'm going to spend the money, the reason why I can afford this luxury more than ever is because I have hit, if you're Brent Feach, you have hit on an incredible rate of draft picks lately. Which means to me, let's say it's a first, you can afford it. You can afford the first and to pay Laramie Tunsell and you and I know it'd be like, well, you just spent a first on Orlando Brown Jr. I'm like, well, you got your value out of that. Showed up, it became on one of the better offensive lines in the NFL and you won a Super Bowl. I don't care if every three years I got to give up a first round pick to get a better left tackle to win a Super Bowl. I don't care. I don't feel like they lost the Orlando Brown Jr. deal even if they have to give up another first round pick in order to bring in Laramie Tunsell To me, in the end. What the Chiefs actually want is to not worry about who the hell their left tackle is moving forward, especially because a guy like Andrew Wiley just signed, and paying Laramie Tunsil is actually worth it. He's worth the check he'll get. That's that to me. Let me
1: play the other side for a second because I'm with you. I again, we we mentioned this scenario months ago. I I absolutely would be interested in Laramie Tunsil, knowing yes that you would still have to give him a massive payday as well. But with Mahomes in his prime, where he's at, with the strength of the interior of the offensive line, do you feel you actually need to go and have what is considered the number one, the number two, number three tackle. left tackle, and therefore also pay him? Or can you, let's be honest, Orlando Brown Jr. was probably the 10th best tackle in football. And they had him on an $18, you know, $18 million on a franchise tag last year. The problem is, I don't know who that number 10 left tackle is right now that's not going to cost you a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like other than, Orl- you know, Orlando doesn't Brown exist. Jr., who doesn't exist because he wants to be paid like a top five. If you're going to pay and, a free agent and, and top three left tackle money, they'll probably be somewhere between like the eighth and tenth. And, and, best and that's left the tackle. issue. And so then you're doesn't not. Matter. Then your other plan is okay if you're saying if you're saying you're not willing to trade for Tunzel and give him the contract, and you're also not willing to just sign Orlando Brown Jr. and give him a contract somewhere between what he wants and what the Chiefs want, which would still make him a top five left tackle either way. Then your only option is to say you want the Chiefs to go. Draft one, I picked 31 or more realistically, guys. Package picks then to move up. Or you can take the known commodity and pay it and sit and, and leave it alone yep. for five years. I get it. And you go might... ahead and have maybe a little bit of a revolving door at right tackle, piecemeal that together, which, by the way, I want to remind, before Niang, or before, excuse me, uh, Wiley arrived, they were kind of, I mean, a- after the Mitchell Schwartz days, like, they were. They were kind of just, like Andrew Wiley, when they brought him in, we didn't think would be a starting right tackle on a Super Bowl team. He played the entire season on a Super Bowl champion team. He was a fill-in, essentially. He was at the time, yeah. He wasn't supposed to be. And Andy Reid and Andy Heck get a lot of credit. They did a very good job, even prior when they drafted Creed and and Trey Smith, done a really good job about finding some of these veteran guys that can just come in and they get the most out of them. And no offense, if top
0: guard money is $21 million a year, which is what a guard got today. In an extension, $21 million a year, and you're telling me i got to pay 26 for a top-end left tackle? Fine. There are two positions the Chiefs have done better than most teams at drafting in the NFL. We've talked about corner. That is one that they've done better than anyone in the NFL. The other one is guard. They have consistently been able to find functional guards in Andy Reid's offense time and time and time and time and time again. Just, Just consistently, no problems. They found those guys all the time. So lock up left tackle. That's a much harder one to find anyway to trade up and go get your Tristan Wurfs. And then you still have to, Gold. Be right. Like, you still have to actually get it correct. You're going to give up all that draft asset. Be right. And then in three years, you're going to be paying that person a ton of money, too. And I get it. Three years down the road and all the stuff that comes with it. But top-end left tackles cost money. They cost assets. You would because you would trade for Laramie Tunsil and then extend him because they're not trading for him unless they're going to give him a bunch of money. You would get a comp pick back. I know that you wish you would have Up tagged and third. traded. Up
1: to a third, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, but all the protections for what Orlando Brown Jr. would be paid, would,
1: you're getting a third. It depends I mean, on I, what the Chiefs do with other signings too, right? A sure, but signing, like
0: but. his straight-up value would be a third. Like I, I understand that because like right now they would be getting a fifth for Andrew Wiley. So anything else that they would be – based on the formula, based on anything else that would go down in that situation, it would probably work itself out to be a third. Yeah, gold maybe gets knocked down to a fourth, but it's probably a third. That's pretty oh, good.
1: We actually do have one signing that is significant, and it involves the Kansas City Chiefs. we got our answer here. Former Jaguars offensive tackle, according to Adam Schefter, Jawan Taylor has reached an agreement on a four-year, $80 million deal, 60 guaranteed with the Kansas City Chiefs. And That from Adam Schefter. Jawan Taylor, a free agent, played with the Jacksonville Jaguars the last couple of seasons. There's your left tackle. <laughs> there it is. There's our answer. Orlando Brown, like, there's your answer. Well, I guess Orlando that Brown Jr. Is not coming he, back. Yeah, we can stop with the Orlando Brown Jr. chatter in Kansas City. He will be playing elsewhere. But he played right tackle most of his career. Do you think they can make, do you think he can play left tackle? That's a, you think the Chiefs are
3: spending 80 million on a right tackle, Cody? What position did, what position did Orlando Brown Jr. play? Before right tackle. He got the like, guys,
1: for that kind of money, isn't that left tackle money? That's not Probably. right tackle. $20 million paying, a year?
3: I
0: mean, it, a right tackle just got that in Mike McGlinchey, uh, so I can't I tell you that, that, that it's level? not right tackle so money. So then what are they
1: doing on left tackle? Well, you know this. There's no way they're paying him that and Orlando Brown Jr. I don't think so. Uh, my guess
0: is that they would play, uh, that, that they would draft Orlando Or they
1: could still trade for Laramie. <laughs> Look, we <laughs> have left, this. I, that, I, don't, I don't think they're spending that much money on both tackles, I guess is what I'm saying. Like To me, this is their big tackle signing.
0: I need to see where he played last year. He spent his first three seasons
1: in the NFL playing only right tackle. Right. I mean, to Nick's point, though, like, that doesn't – the Chiefs have moved guys from right tackle to left tackle multiple times in their history. There's the Brandon Albert scenario. There's the Orlando Brown Jr. scenario as well.
0: Okay. Well, I'm guessing Orlando Brown's gone. I did not see Jawan Taylor signing in Kansas
1: City. He's 20 – Jawan Taylor is 20, 25 yeah. – Yeah, I mean – One of he, my favorite he, tackles. He, he's, he's 25 years old. And you're right, he's been he's been a right tackle, but that doesn't mean necessarily he can't move over to left tackle. That'll be probably, in
0: fairness, whenever they do this press conference on Wednesday or Thursday, one of the very first questions that gets asked. Or Because they're giving him $60 million guaranteed. He's fully here, which means are they – because Nick and I talk – I actually don't mind the strategy, and I think you and I talked about this. We argued that maybe it didn't work. I said because of the value between right tackle and left tackle has gotten a little bit closer in NFL circles, you can save five, six, seven, eight million dollars a year by having a high priced right tackle, right, and signing there instead and going young at left. I know people don't like that, but if you have a long term tackle spot settled, then you're good. I'm guessing that they're signing him as a right tackle. This is right tackle money. McGlitchy just got this. Now maybe they got a different thing in mind and they think he can be a left tackle, but he has primarily and only been a right tackle, which so had Orlando Brown Jr. Right. until he played left tackle for an injured player in Baltimore. So they got at least a look at him. At That's left all. I
1: mean, we got some cl- like we got some clarity, and now multiple people are reporting that Jawan Taylor signing for four years, eighty million dollars. Uh, clarity on on one part of it. I mean, I guess theoretically, when Mitchell Schwartz was playing for the Chiefs, you could argue they had a better right tackle than left tackle, right? And that that's where they were invested. We just haven't seen the dollar amount invested in this way at right tackle. Not for the Kansas, Chiefs. In Kansas City, I guess. Ian Rappaport and, and just yeah, tweeted. There you go. It, go ahead. Sorry, Nick. Uh, Ian Rappaport saying the Chiefs are moving like on. Hey, guys,
0: Ian Rappaport <laughs> is reporting something. Cody, Cody has the
1: form. <laughs> um, Cody, go ahead. Take it from here. The the Chiefs, uh, he is tweeting out, the Chiefs are indeed moving on from Orlando Brown Jr., which we kind of figured. The question is just more about where is Jawan Taylor playing, but they were not going to pay Jawan Taylor, Cody, this $80 million and then go give Uh, Orlando Brown jr. A hundred million dollar contract. Like I don't think you can afford that. That that also our other scenario. Talking about Tunzel. I mean, that kind of takes this out of that too. You're going to, I don't, I don't believe they're going to commit that kind of money to both left and right tackle. I think this tells you there's either another veteran left tackle, a Donovan Smith type, or otherwise that they're going to look at Cody, or they're going to draft a left tackle and say, we're going to be strong on the right side of the line. We feel good that Joe Tooney at left guard, not tackle left guard can help out our young left tackle. But Jawan Taylor is a huge, huge part of this solution to how do you you figure out your tackles now that you know this, it's not a coincidence, guys. That what fifteen minutes after the news came that Andrew Wiley was signing with the Commanders, the news comes that the Chiefs are signing Jawan Taylor on a, on a four year, eighty million dollars. So with
3: Jawan Taylor, who by pretty much nobody would nobody would say that he has been a better left tackle or been a better tackle than Orlando Brown Jr. The fact that the Chiefs were willing to give him twenty million dollars. Annually tells you a lot about how they view Orlando Brown Jr. Because that's like, hey, about we'll- the
0: number they were willing yeah. to give it's him like, mm-hmm. that wasn't mm-hmm. paper money. Because there was yeah. a lot of like funny money that made it look like it was way more than that. But they were really giving him about $20 million a year. And as you pointed out, with $60 million guaranteed, Nick, they're pretty much damn sure giving him that twenty mil per
3: year. Well, that's like, it's saying, much closer that's to that. That's them number. saying we don't need because here's been the conversation that I, or we've talked about this, but I feel like it's been lost a little bit is this idea that, well, if they do the X, Y, or Z, they're going to be worse at left tackle next year. The chiefs are perfectly comfortable being worse at left tackle. They are not comfortable overpaying for a guy. Like they, at no point have the chiefs ever said, no, we want the best left tackle in the game. I, right, we want, I mean, yes, they went after Trent Williams, but we're not going to pay Orlando Brown jr. Just because we think he has a chance of being better. No, if we'll pay the best left tackle in the game. But aside from that, we're, we're comfortable well, to, giving out here's a, a the middle market deal. If
0: they're paying him like he is one of the top. That's the same thing. Yeah. They're paying him like he's one of the top three left tackles in the NFL. Right. Now the question will be, is he a top three right tackle in the NFL? Because that's what they're going to need. In order to justify the expense here
1: yeah, we gotta see for the, Jawan Taylor. Gotta see the breakdown of the contract. Like we know the general numbers, be interesting to see like what wizard, you know, how much is funny money, if you will, that's involved with with the deal. Because again, it's being reported from Adam Schefter. to the Chiefs have signed former Jags offensive tackle, Jawan Taylor. Four years $80 eighty million, sixty guaranteed. But just we wanna see more of a breakdown because as Matt Verderham points out, twenty million on average per year would be the most per year average for a right tackle in NFL history.
0: Is that not more than Mike McGlinchey just got?
1: I'm just quote tweeting Matt Verter-Rams' tweet.
0: Uh, no, I, I was just trying to think. I thought his number was
1: awfully close to that. I guess he Wiley's was... gone, Brown's gone. They had money to spend on offensive tackle one way or the other. Whether it's gonna be the left tackle or the right tackle, I still I think Cody, you're it's you're fair. probably I, him. I would say you're probably right that he's gonna stay at right tackle. But I would love to hear an answer of like, was that ever is that ever being considered for Jawan Taylor? Well, and this
0: follows the the one thing that this, I don't know. I mean, is that something they'll kick around? Maybe. I, I like it better. I like trying him better at left tackle than anybody on the text line right now that's willing to tell me that Joe Tooney can play left tackle. I'm, I'm more willing to find out if a 25-year-old really solid right tackle could do that better than him. Certainly, I would see that. I'll say this. This follows, there is one question. Super clear, very obvious trend, though, that we should always pay attention to when it comes to the Chiefs. They would always rather be younger. Orlando Brown Jr. wasn't even that old of a player, and they found a player three years younger than him at 25 years old. They could have gone a lot of different ways. They like young, ascending players way more than they'll take a risk on a 28-year-old who by year five might not work, unless your name is, same rule applies, Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes and or Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. That's it. Those are the only players that are void from this conversation.
1: Especially if you're not homegrown talent, too. You know what I mean? Like Especially yep. if you're not someone that was not part of the organization from day one. Tyron Matthew found that out. We can go down, keep going down the list of players. Just some more numbers if you want to know more about Jawan Taylor, who the Chiefs reportedly are now signing. Third lowest pressure rate allowed last year, because that was a number that everybody keyed in on for, for Brown and Wiley. Third lowest pressure rate 2.5% of the time among all tackles. All tackles last year. Only Tristan Wirfs and Lane Johnson were better. Pretty good company. Uh, Juwan Taylor only allowed 16 pressures in five sacks last year while protecting Trevor Lawrence there in Jacksonville.
0: And, yeah, now multiple people, by the way, reporting for sure. It's like it's not even just saying they're out on Orlando Brown. James Palmer's making it very clear. My understanding is that they are moving forward without Orlando
1: Brown. He does say Juwan Taylor expected to play left tackle for Kansas City. That's from James Palmer. That is from James Palmer's official Twitter account. At the end of that tweet, you mentioned the beginning, the end of the tweet, yeah. Jawan They've done Taylor this a couple of times. expected to play. That dollar amount, I know you're saying it's in line for a Like, that's the weird thing is we're going to find it's out an either, answer.
0: Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say it's either an expensive right tackle or a cheap left tackle. If that makes <laughs>
1: sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yes. But if that's, I mean, if they're looking for ways to, to not have to spend the kind of money, they feel like Jawan Taylor switching the left tackle. Let's say that's true that he can give them very similar, if not better play than Brown, then it's a steal and it's a genius decision. It actually cut. Right? It would make, if it works, it is a
0: big risk, but obviously the payoff is huge because you're right. If he plays left tackle for this team and he plays it like the seventh or eighth best left tackle in the NFL, which is what we all agreed Orlando Brown played it as right. It's like the eighth best left tackle in the NFL. Well, then you got him for five, six, seven million dollars cheaper than than Orlando Brown Jr. It's just a big risk. I mean, can he play left tackle? I don't. I don't know, because if he's the highest paid right tackle in the NFL, you're saying he's got to play like a top one, two right tackle. If he's making twenty million dollars a year, what do we need? Top eight? Like we can live with top eight left tackle in the NFL? We'd be fine. If this were, I guess that's that's the question Nick, because you point out with Orlando Brown. If this was the Orlando Brown Jr. number, would you been okay with it? 20 million dollars a year over four years for 80 million. That's what? Half? It's not half, but two-thirds of the number that we were expecting at Orlando Brown Jr. It's a risk. But I mean it would make a lot of sense. But he has never played. I mean, someone Sam Onson pointing out he didn't even play left tackle in college. He's never Again, played ba- left tackle.
1: Just off of James Palmer's tweet right now, right? He's very well connected, but that's that's what we're basing the. He said Juwan Taylor expected to play left tackle for Kansas City. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, we we had the same reaction, Cody, right when the news came out. You know, what ten minutes ago ish? I was like, oh, well, there's your there's your left tackle, and then you dive deeper into it. and You're like, yeah, and played left tackle, but they've done it with Brandon Albert. They've done it with other guys in Chiefs history where they they hadn't played left tackle before, and yet they were able to make it work. And you, you trust that your offensive line coach can get that figured out. To talk more about this, we go out to the 6'10 hotline. Welcome in our Chiefs insider, the editor-in-chief over at Arrowhead Pride. He is Pete Sweeney. Pete, just want to get your instant reaction to the news that Jawan Taylor signing a four-year deal with the Chiefs.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's a, a good move. To to me, you know, this coaching staff just showed – over the past two years that they can turn a a pretty good right tackle and into a pretty good left tackle. And I think when tackles are young in this league, they're, they're able to to move over if they have to, it it appears um, that this guy who played a lot of right tackle last year for the Jaguars will indeed move over and try to shore up that position. And look, the numbers are really good on the right side. And so, It'll be up to Andy Heck, who is often mentioned by Andy Reid, to to get this done. But, I mean, for a 17-game season to allow only 16 pressures and and five sacks, where Orlando Brown was good the second half of the year and into the playoffs, but we had still been waiting for a complete season. So I I think the Chiefs feel like they – got a better tackle at that position for what will probably be cheaper when it comes down to it when Brown eventually heads elsewhere.
0: But this really requires him to be, Pete, right? The 6th to 10th or 8th, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what the middle number is, but somewhere around there where we expected Orlando Brown Jr. to be in play-wise most games. Because if he's that, then he's definitely cheaper than Orlando Brown Jr. for the quality of play.
4: Yeah, and, and, man, if you really kind of start to examine this and and look at – how old the player is, the fact that he is still in his mid-20s, I think, plays into what has tended to be the the Chiefs' mo here. And I think they found Orlando Brown, and they had hoped that it had worked. But as it turned out, um, I think because of the name and, and otherwise, uh, you, you know, Orlando Brown's going to cost more, and you know, you might have a situation where. Taylor's going to end up playing better, and he's a year younger. And so the Chiefs are always trying to find these guys that are right before the age of 25 or, or right there on the nose of 25. And so you get a four-year deal, and look, I mean, I'll take him to the, the 29-year-old season, which is exactly where the Chiefs always like to live. Why do you think
0: the Chiefs wanted a long-term answer so seriously? Because it could have given Wiley, right? Played him right tackle, three for 24, based on the numbers of the Commanders why do you think it is the chiefs valued long-term answers there over seemingly a lot of other options?
4: Yeah. I I just think you want the same five guys if you can help it. Right. And so, I mean, how often have we said on, on these airwaves over the years, man, that, uh, that, that interior is pretty solid with Tooney, uh, your boy, Creed Humphrey and, and Trey Smith and, you're always wondering if they could get some long-term all season long solid solutions at the, the tackle positions, And I, I think they're trying to, to do that. I think Andrew Wiley was really good for the chiefs uh, really solid. You know, was, he, was he ever going to be that, that top elite player? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. And so I think the chiefs held back from wanting to give him a, a long-term deal, but he did end up getting paid and we'll have a role with Eric the enemy. So that's good for him. But uh, you, you start to sort of see the, the new picture for the Chiefs, and it looks like they're trying to solidify that offensive line with five really good guys and have them locked up for a long time.
1: Pete, how do you feel, a guy that we, we haven't talked a whole lot about and a guy that I don't know if you really can count on, but uh, Lucas Niang, a, a, a canard, for example, how they factor in now because yeah, James Palmer is saying that the, you know, Jawan Taylor is expected to play left tackle for Kansas City.
4: Yeah, and I, I think the idea there is you have a, a young player in Lucas Niang who's been waiting to to get his opportunity and stay healthy. And I, I think the Chiefs really, if if you go back to two seasons ago, uh, when Niang was healthy, they they were preferring Niang over Wiley at right tackle. So I'd imagine the thought process right now is okay, Niang was coming off an injury again. You know, we saw he was on PUP for most of the year. But now he'll have a year off his feet. He should be healthy again, so give him an opportunity to win that position. And, look, we're at the very beginning here. If Taylor is indeed your left tackle. Uh, we'll, we'll be looking at a very early position battle for that, that right tackle position.
0: Pete, if you look at the age of the players, if you're not named Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, or Patrick Mahomes, will Brett Veach ever sign you over the age of, I don't know, 28?
4: Not if you're on the outside. Uh, it, it seems like for that to, to qualify... A, you have to produce. You know, B, it, it seems like you have to have some off-the-field part to you where you, maybe you're a leader in, in the locker room. And, and C, you got to be willing to work with the Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is is one of one, but I, I think we learned last year anyone else is, is tradable after they moved to Tyreek Hill because really for a long time felt like that was an untradable player. So... You look at Travis Kelsey and what he means to the organization, that's a position where you see production into the mid-30s. But I think the, the big thing about Kelsey is he's always willing to work with the Chiefs because he understands the value of playing with Patrick Mahomes. The news over the weekend, and look, Twitter's Twitter, but the fact that Chris Jones wants to be a Chief forever will help him, you would think, in in a future situation of working with the Chiefs of finding a way to uh, come to a, a reasonable price for his uh, you know elite play Um, maybe that's a little bit less than it would be on the open market. But you're right. I I think that's a a good trend to note, the fact that if you're an an outside player, you're you're typically not going to get a long-term deal from the Chiefs if you're over the age of 28, 29. And even if you're here and you mean a lot to the organization, like an Anthony Hitchens, like a Tyron Matthew, once you become that age, it's it's a tall order to to ask this team because they're they're constantly trying to – keep this young core going. And look, that's where the business comes in uh, of of this thing. And I think fans have learned here to trust in, in beach. And this is another example of that today where they're moving on from Orlando Brown. Seems like a little bit of a risk to move a right tackle over to left tackle, but they just did that with Brown. And guess what? It led to being in the final four, one year and then winning a championship. And so I think it's a trust in beach, trust in Andy Heck type of deal.
1: Pete, appreciate you calling in, man. We'll let you get back to work there over at Arrowhead Pride. All right. There you go. That's Pete Swinney, the editor-in-chief at Arrowhead Pride, our Chiefs insider, reacting to the breaking news that Kansas City Chiefs reportedly have signed former Jacksonville Jaguars offensive tackle Jawan Taylor to a four-year, $80 million contract, including $60 million guaranteed. Again, this would become official with the league year on Wednesday. We'll continue to react to this, what it means more for right tackle. And yeah, more and more consensus now out there in terms of reporting that, no, they're going to do what they did with Orlando Brown Jr. Yes, he's been a right tackle his entire NFL career, but they're going to move him to left tackle. We'll react to that next. day in the NFL and the Chiefs are on the board here in the legal tampering window. You're just joining us. The news this afternoon, the Chiefs have found their answer, not at right tackle, but all reports indicate their future left tackle who was a right tackle who had played right tackle his entire NFL career at this point in time. But the Chiefs believe that his athleticism, among, among other things, is going to allow him to make a transition similar to what Orlando Brown Jr. was doing. That player, by the way, is Jawan Taylor, former Jacksonville Jaguar, just 25 years old, signing a four-year, 80 million dollar deal, according to Adam Schefter, including 60 million, guaranteed. Drew Rosenhaus also uh, represents him. By the way, if you're always wondering, I think people freaked out when they saw the Tyree Kill uh, podcast and the back and forth and the Rosenhaus and all that. Yeah, with these guys, it doesn't, it doesn't the relationships. Ha- like stuff like that happens all the time. Like some people were concerned. Like, does that hurt the relationship? No. no, no. By the way, the biggest free agent sign the chiefs are going to make this offseason is a guy represented by drew Rosenhaus right now. Juwan Taylor going to be the left tackle for Kansas city. We can run through some of the other moves today uh, across the NFL in just a little bit. Cause there have been plenty, but th- this is a, a bull, Let's not care. This is a bull risky move with some risk by the chiefs. Now I think Brett Veach gets the benefit of the doubt and the trust based off of his track record right now multiple rings, how they've been able to nail draft picks and also uh, evaluate talent, period. And one thing we we discussed last week, to this point, outside of maybe an Anthony Hitchens contract, if that's the worst one, they don't give out bad contracts to free agents. They have nailed them. You can say some players perform better than others. Of course, duh. Sure.
0: We did this, remember, from 2018, we did it, and the worst, I don't remember who it was, Anthony 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 Hitchens, Hitchens, who was a
1: four-year starter for them. So there's always risk, but they've done a very nice job. When they're handing out significant money, they've nailed those signings for the most part. It's why they weren't willing, clearly, to go to a certain dollar amount for Orlando Brown Jr., who's going to be playing left so, tackle for somebody else in the NFL this year.
0: So here, good stat from Zach Eisen, who, works, uh, who writes for error to report, but just a Jawan Taylor gave up 21 pressures on 77, 775 pass block. That's a 2.8, 2.7% pressure rate. Chiefs tackles were both over 6% last year. So really what we're going to ask ourselves is, we know the risk. Do you think the Chiefs offensive line is better as currently constituted? Let's say it's kneeing it right. Let's just let's just take the leap now. Let's assume that this is the offensive line. Jawan Taylor, who's never played left tackle, the same three interior offensive linemen, and Lucas Niang at right tackle, do you think that they are the same, better, or worse at offensive line from last year? And until I see Jawan yeah. Taylor actually play left, I have to say worse, don't I? Until I watch a guy who didn't even play left tackle in college. No, look, I could just trust Brett Veach, trust their scouting ability, and assume that they will get eighth best left tackle play out of Jawan Taylor, similar to what they got out of Orlando Brown Jr., who was a right tackle, they switched to left tackle. I understand that they've they've had success doing this once, but, you know, we've said this before, having success once does not mean it's going to be successful again and all of those things. To me, it's like they're playing their own version of, like, what happened with baseball, where you're just valuing something different than anyone else, and you're saying, I'll take athleticism, and they can play mediocre left tackle, and he's cheaper than Orlando Brown Jr.,
1: Younger. I, I don't think we can downplay the fact that Joe Tooney is an all pro left guard. And I thought this was important when Orlando Brown jr. Transitioned from right tackle to left tackle. When you have that kind of guard play next to a guy that's trying to learn still the position of left tackle. Like, I think that goes a long way. I think it makes it easier to, to transition over to left tackle. If I know to my right hip, I've got Joe Tooney, who I know he's handling his business. He's one of the best guards in football. I do think that helps in this whole uh, scenario, what they're going to try to do with Juwan Taylor. And yeah, I, it's definitely risky, um, but it, it's it's almost a scenario where we could be talking a month into the season, and we might be saying, what a brilliant move, because if he plays yeah. top 12-ish left it's tackle, huge upside. Right? if he plays even top 12-ish left tackle, you're saving money. We haven't seen what Orlando Brown Jr. is going to get, but we all expect it to be a pretty hefty contract. If he's anywhere near what Orlando Brown Jr. was, by the time you get to the end of next season, and you're saving money, and then we'll see, you know, they they obviously like Lucas Niang, but I just don't, I can't count on him, but that's who they believe in. They can go and draft another right tackle if they need to. It changes how you view what they're going to do at pick 31, too. Like, it it, it allows you still still to have... It allows, yeah, you can still take an offensive tackle, no doubt. Yeah. But it allows you some more flexibility now that you 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 believe as an organization you have fixed your what are we going to do at left tackle? The contract getting getting bloated with with Orlando Brown Jr. It's still a huge deal for Jawan Taylor. But when it's all of a sudden pushed in as a left tackle, and if you hit on that, that that is a a very team friendly deal suddenly. And for Jawan Taylor, a guy that's played right tackle his whole career, like he wasn't going to make that kind of money as a right tackle in the league. So for him, there's a huge. Huge benefit. He'll be 29 at the end of the contract. Like, this is a is a great deal for both sides. It's why they were able to get the deal done with Taylor. They're <laughs> promising him a chance to play left tackle. And if he performs well after 29, we're going to ta- be talking about him maybe getting a huge, huge deal as a left tackle. And we'll have similar conversations as we're having right now.
0: As a reminder, the deal that they had offered Orlando Brown Jr. last offseason reportedly from Adam Schefter was six years, $139 million. So... And and some of this was funny money. We talked Definitely a lot was. about that. There was really only three years of that deal guaranteed, or two, it was like two to three years of that deal guaranteed. And they, you know, they they weren't, they were gonna be careful. The first five years had been ninety-five million dollars. So they've offered Jawan Taylor similar in the first four years of what they were offering Orlando Brown Jr. last season. So they value these two players equally. And I'm assuming that some of that is because they just moved a guy from right tackle to left tackle in Orlando Brown. Jr. This guy's 25. He's younger. But they do value them similar, and I actually think that that's somewhat important. But it's also, if it's only a four-year deal, and which means you have less flexibility in the how long you play this thing out, I don't think draft-wise the tackles had a question. Because the worst-case scenario in this would be. right seem, tackle? Well, just for... Only? either let's say you got a guy right tackle and you think he ends up being a better left tackle I think you can yeah
1: play... but by the time I mean yeah I mean I guess in a, in a in a perfect world if all of a sudden you draft the tackle and you're like wow this guy's better already than Taylor at left tackle I mean th- by the time... worst case scenario you have a, an expensive right, right tackle, tackle
0: yeah who played great last year and we know can play great at right tackle so like I'm just saying there there are
1: it was always good to be exit strategies
0: and he's not talking like Orlando Brown Jr. where I want to be a left tackle if for some reason Let's just say for some reason, you're right, there's there's risks, there's upside. We talked about all the good that can happen. If it goes bad and he doesn't work at left tackle goal because he can't make that transition because he spent the last seven years of his college and professional career playing a different position, as athletic as people say he is, having a slightly expensive right tackle is not the end of the world. And we know that he can play that position. So they, they've offered themselves outs if for some reason this yeah, I mean, doesn't work. The, They're paying him a little bit better than the top end right tackle money.
1: I mean, I still prefer this path, though, because... I prefer this to the Orlando uh, Brown deal if you put the two well, on it's, paper. it's not, not even just the Orlando Brown Jr. deal, but I don't believe at pick 31 you were finding your starting left tackle <laughs> next season. So,
0: Pretty unlikely. Uh, we talked you know, about you having to can move you, up.
1: Can you tell me that at... Thir- let's say they draft a tackle at 31. Can you tell me that their rookie is starting a right tackle? Yeah, I can see a scenario where they start a right tackle. The one thing that we, we said... I, I think I asked Nick and, and, and you both last week... I said, what changed this go around compared to when they were looking at drafting a tackle a couple years ago and decided to trade for Brown? I said, they weren't willing to start a left tackle. Then what has changed? And and in fairness, you guys had great points. You responded. You said uh, Mahomes is even better than he was. Then the rest of the offensive line is even better. All facts. They just showed us improved us for a second time. They do not want a left tackle. That's a rookie. Nope. Starting, they that's want not, a veteran left like, tackle. That's and very I think clear. that's been proven twice now. The last time they they tried for Trent Williams, they failed there. Or they couldn't strike there, I should say. And and then they looked at the tackle uh, draft class, didn't like it. They traded for Brown this go around, pick thirty one again. They Same decided, draft class. Or like, they pass. decided uh, let's go ahead with the guy. Yeah, he hasn't played left tackle, but he's played tackle in the National Football League. And the reports they had conversation about Tunsil,
0: so they were clearly kicking around veteran left tackles. They didn't.
1: They don't feel comfortable having a, a rookie left tackle. Do they have? Some comfort in a rookie right tackle? We'll find out. I would say right now, if you're just looking at the roster, the leader in the clubhouse to be the Chiefs right tackle just because of pure numbers is Lucas Niang. He was,
0: and Pete pointed it out, but it is absolutely worth mentioning now. He was winning the right tackle job. He was their choice for starting right tackle at the time that they were in training camp and then Niang got hurt again. The problem with Niang is the same conversation we've had with Kadarius Toney. Sure, he's the leader in the clubhouse, Gold, but can can he play? Can he stay healthy? Can he physically be on an NFL football field? Because I don't think you want to, like, go six games with him and five with someone else, and, you know, you're going to want some sort of fallback plan
1: at tackle. I think there'll be what we will call a true competition at right tackle. Like, I think when we're up in St. Joe – doing shows, it's going to be Niang, Cody, getting, you know, first team reps, or if they if they do spend a high pick on a rookie, let's say they spend that pick 31 on a right tackle, then it's going to be that rookie and Niang battling for the right tackle job. If they don't draft a, a tackle fairly high, but they will at some, I mean, at some point in the draft, they're drafting sure. a tackle. I mean, they just share numbers, they will, with 10 picks or whatever. Um, Kennard will be the only other name to watch. How much do you think Orlando Brad Jr. is going to get? Hmm. Well, it's one
0: less team who could have paid him. And I already told you that I felt like there was a small market for his service. Bears have to do something.
1: Well, the Bears have to be the favorite to land him now. McGlinchey, there was talks the Bears wanted. He ended up signing with the Broncos. Jawan Taylor, who is someone they were rumored to be looking at, he's off the mark. He's in Kansas City. Like, the market's getting thinner for Brown, but also the Bears haven't signed anybody yet. We know they have $75 million in cap space. So they're spending money at some point. They've signed a linebacker today. That's it. A cheap one. A pretty cheap deal. I, to answer your question, I I think Orlando Brown Jr. is going to get like twenty two and a half million on average per year.
0: So I mean, not way more than what they were willing but real, to give, but like real
1: twenty two and a half. Not they, yeah. the Chiefs offered technically twenty three and a half million last offseason. It was more like eighteen or nineteen if you dove deep into the numbers.
0: And look, I I'm sure this number works out because it's sixty million guaranteed. It's not straight up twenty. It's probably more like the same number, $18, eighteen, nineteen. Is they were just doing it, but you know we like. I know that there are false numbers in contracts and years you can get out earlier because we just saw this with a couple of other guys that we were talking about in the defensive line last week where they were given a three-year contract and they were out after a year. So it's not like you can't do that. I'm just curious if there's still that five- or six-year deal left for Orlando Brown Jr. because is much as we've talked about him in Kansas City, how many other teams? Like we, we heard, you, you had mentioned you heard that the Bears were interested in Jawan Taylor. We knew that the Jags were interested mm-hmm. in bringing him back. We knew some of the teams. Mike McGlinchey. I had heard like four different teams who were interested in bringing in his services. Have you heard a single other team interested in Orlando Brown Jr. at left tackle yet? Like a rumor of a single team? You mentioned the Bears. Have you seen anyone else? I haven't. I don't know what his market is. I still feel like they took a chance. They found who the other one was, and they decided to move on with their life, and which is fine. You don't have to, and you're not obligated to sign Orlando Brown Jr. because the deal they offered him last year, I think they were serious about. That's why they offered him a six-year deal, but they didn't want to pay more than they just did.
1: Elsewhere in the NFL, though, uh, there, there's certainly been a plenty of movement. Today. You mentioned a couple of the offensive linemen. Uh, yeah, Ben made, Powers and Mike McGlinchey both went to Denver. So Denver bolstering their offensive line with Sean Payton now in, in charge. There's some rumblings that the Broncos are shopping. Any of their wide receivers? All really, of any, wide receivers. Yeah, a <laughs> Sutton, Jerry, Judy, all uh, at least discussing there. We did see the the big defensive signing today uh was Jason Hargrave. Uh, massive deal to go to the 49ers. So it, now it's going to be Hargrave, Armstead and Bosa on that defensive line out in San Francisco. Just massive. Kenlaw in uh, this year. And Kinlaw as well. Yeah, I was trying to pull up I lost track of the number on that that uh, the deal because we were looking Four at for Fredy because it it impacts potentially what we're talking about for Chris Jones. Um although you and I both really aren't concerned that that deal gets done eventually. The great news for Kansas City, the reason why there probably wasn't the urgency to get a Chris Jones deal done like today or something, these Hargrave's number doesn't reset the market. Chris Jones, he is the top of the market. Him and Aaron Donald are the top of the market. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty set in stone, I think. Yeah, Chris Jones tweeted out, of course, he wants to be a chief for life. Doesn't hurt the conversation. I was never really worried about him not signing with the chiefs this off season for a new deal. I still think that's in play, but yeah, Javon Hargrave was which is a, a massive deal out there in San Francisco. Honestly,
0: the ASUS has made more new noise than anybody. Jimmy G is with the Raiders reportedly, or is getting ready What's to sign new? with the Raiders. Then the, <laughs> then the different Last Broncos
3: all over signed
0: a bunch of money. The chiefs just signed one of the biggest tackles available in the market. Oh, and, uh, you know, Austin Eckler requested to be traded away from the Chargers. Or to seek a trade. You know what it is? He hasn't requested to be traded. He requested to look for people who
3: might want to trade for him. And uh, Russell Wilson was at some sort of award show with Ciara was this over the weekend. So like that, the
0: Oscars or a different one?
3: I don't know. I don't think it was the Oscars. I don't know why he would be at the Oscars. but He's rich and famous and can go. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what else? Ciara was wearing quite the revealing outfit. So that's she was at an oscar they were at an oscar party last night
1: oh not like. at the oscars sierra this is the headline sierra basically <laughs> naked on vanity fair oscar party 2023 red carpet that's the headline <laughs> that's, i mean that is the actual headline here's the here's the quote from the article it says sierra left nothing to the imagination on the vanity fair oscar party red carpet Sunday night the singer showed off all of her quote goodies in the sparkling look that's what the article said. Yeah, basically naked is a pretty
0: good description an, uh, of that outfit. Hey,
3: what a perfect way to end the show yeah. today. <laughs> That's right.
0: How would you describe it? Not how Vanity Fair would. How would you describe it?
3: Um, Gold.
1: As they use the word. see-through. The goodies, the goodies were out, yes. Yes, as they, as they would the say. The goodies. That's the. That's that the clo- sounds
3: like something clo- my grandma would
1: say. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's what uh, that's what the article put your said goodies as well. away, dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vanity Fair, apparently written by 80 year old men, is what Nick is saying. We're back at it tomorrow from 10 to 2. Certainly more on the Jawan Taylor signing for Kansas City, and where does Orlando Brown Jr. end up? Juju Smith-Schuster? Those are the re- big remaining questions here. We'll be uh, hitting that tomorrow from 10 to 2. Up next, though, the drive, I know they got Jeff Schwartz coming up, former Chiefs offensive lineman, to talk about that transition from right tackle to left tackle right here on 610 Sports Radio.
2: Of a man that love. He came on a summer's day. Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gann Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor.